Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. Michelle, Dan, Randy on 101 ESPN, and we do go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And our friend, our Blues Insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joins us. JR, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing real well. All right. I, I have a question. You have a piece up at The Athletic about Nico Mikola. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about this literally when I woke up this morning at about 3 o'clock and I was trying to go to bed. Uh, trying to go back to sleep, and I'm thinking about, for whatever reason, at 3 in the morning, when I should be sleeping, <laughs> the Blues protected list when the Seattle Kraken come into play. I'm going to give you the choice. You have to protect uh, three of these and leave one unprotected from among Pareko, Falk, Krug, and Mikola. Who is on the outside looking in? It is so tough. It really is. And we've been debating this for months, and of course it changes when guys like Justin Falk step up and, and play real well, but you know, if you have to protect three, which is what the Blues are going to have to do, you have to protect Colton Pareko. I think with uh, Pareko's injury and, you know, who knows what his future is. And I think the way he's playing, you got to protect Justin Falk. And I don't know how you leave Tory Krug off. And so to me, as much as we like Nico Mikula, and he could be a star in this league in a few years, the other three guys are proven. And so I think at this point, you have to leave Mikula unprotected. That's a tough question, Randy. Good one. Uh, Jer, we haven't talked to you since Vladimir Tarasenko's return. What did you think of him as he hit the ice for, with the Blues again? Yeah, I think it was great. I thought that he brought some uh, energy to the team. It was great to see his smile on the ice. And then also, uh, I think that he handled his own. I think that, uh, you know, we don't see the real Vladimir Tarasenko yet, but nobody expected that we would. 15 games in 635 days, I think it ended up being. Uh, but he made some plays. And the biggest thing was he, he took the contact, both he, receiving it and dishing it out, especially with uh, Drew Doughty there. And I asked him the question after the game, you know, how was the contact? How did it feel? And he said, uh, no need to ask me that question anymore. I'm fine. So I think the fact that he's gotten through this little uh, stretch, has a couple games under his belt, a uh, real good sign for the Blues. ESPN signs a, a seven-year deal with the NHL. So they're, they're back in the National Hockey League game. If you had a chance to look at the numbers, how this compares to the other major sports and what this means for the finances of the NHL and just overall, what do you, what do you think about it? Yeah, Dan, I, I've glanced at the numbers, haven't done a lot of study in there. Obviously, it pales in comparison to the, the bigger leagues, uh, NFL, NBA, uh, but I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's it's almost double what the current deal with NBC is. So a big TV deal for uh, for the NHL. Uh, long rumors going back uh, the past couple of years that they could return to uh, ESPN, and and now everybody's been th- uh, singing the theme song in their head the past couple of days, <laughs> the old ESPN theme song. Even Gary Thorne commenting yesterday that uh, I'd love to talk to ESPN about coming back. What do you guys think about that? 
I think that would be a great choice. Now, at the age of 73, he's probably a placeholder, but he, as the Cardinals used to say, connects tradition with today. Yeah, yeah, he really does. And and I think that's been the reaction from fans around the league. So the league gets paid. That's a huge thing. We all know that the, these sports have in, endured a lot in terms of uh, you know, losing some money through the pandemic. And and uh, I think hockey uh, is, is tops on that list uh, because they rely so much on the fan gate revenue. And that hasn't been there. And then I think a lot of these players uh, have been counting on uh, the hockey-related revenue going up. Um, so that uh, they could uh, find the contracts that they wanted. So I think this TV deal is going to help out a lot, help the teams out most importantly. JR, this is this weekend coming up is certainly a speed bump for the Blues in regards to their schedule for the month of March. And by the way, April is really difficult. But if you're going to beat Vegas with the absences that the Blues are dealing with right now, how do they go about doing it? Well, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, they've been really bad in the second game of those two game sets. And this technically is that second game, right? It'll be the second time they played uh, Vegas since that second game was canceled. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we all know they played them the one time and, and they won that game. And then that next game uh, got canceled because of the COVID issues. Uh, so you have a situation where uh, you're playing a really good team and they're going to be without Alex Petrangelo. I, I believe that's a, a wrist injury. He took a shot the other day, and so he's going to be out for a while. He's going to miss that homecoming back to St. Louis, probably for the best. I agree with some of the reaction on social media that uh, he kind of deserves a few more fans in the rink uh, to celebrate his career here in St. Louis. But in terms of playing Vegas, you know, they're, they're playing well, uh, tops of the division in points percentage right now, but being without a t- couple top guys, I know Petrangelo is out. I don't know if Mark Stone played last night, uh, but, uh, you know, Blues fans probably would like Stone to be in the lineup, right? Yeah, <laughs> after, right. His hit, after his hit on uh, on Tyler Bozak. So it's going to be a tough uh, matchup. The one thing, guys, is after you play Vegas these two games, I'm really looking forward to getting a look at L.A. and San Jose. Haven't seen them yet this year. (laughs) It's going to be a good chance to finally see what the Kings and the Sharks look like. Speaking of San Jose, Jared, the last time Jordan Bennington was on the ice versus the Sharks, he was making quite the exit. Uh, What did you make of the decision to put Billy Husso in between the pipes versus the Sharks? Well, you know, I think that if you're playing the last game of that road trip, you're 4-0-1, and Craig Ruby's message to the team, Michelle, was just leave it all out there. Like every player, every shift, everything. I don't understand how that doesn't include your starting goaltender. Now, I can't understand that you don't want that game to turn into something that it shouldn't, and perhaps that would have happened if you have Jordan Bennington there. Obviously, uh, you know, Curtis Gabriel had, had a, something in his mind that he wanted uh, revenge, and so that's why they had to fight with Kyle Clifford. So maybe you would have had a situation where they would have been really physical with uh, Jordan Bennington. Who knows? But, you know, you go with uh, Billy Huso after the game. I wasn't surprised that uh, Craig Bruby and even Ryan O'Reilly said, well, I don't know that that's the reason we need to get uh, Billy Huso some playing time. You can get Billy Huso some playing time. It doesn't need to be in a in a game like that. I think that was Jordan Bennington's game, and I think they were protecting the situation there. This is a brutal stretch, isn't it, Jr. Coming up, uh, this you know probably next what twenty twenty five games, almost thirty yeah. games. I mean, this is this is your season here, and you get the toughest gauntlet of it. It's going to be a real tough stretch for the St. Louis Blues. It really is, Dan. These three days off here, and uh, the Blues actually took two of them off and that's super rare so they got back at four or five in the morning a couple nights ago 
uh, from San Jose. And normally you'd take the rest of that day off and then be back out on the ice. But the Blues, at least, uh, you know, announcing to the media uh, that the practice was off for two days in a row, they get a break. And so now you're right. This is going to be the gauntlet. And I know they're not technically in this stretch yet, but uh, 17 of the last 20 against Vegas and Colorado. Colorado has McKinnon back now. And Minnesota, who you've yet to see yet this season and uh, has played pretty good hockey. So you're going to see a lot of the top three teams in the division, Dan, uh, and not so much of those uh, San Jose, LA King, Anaheim Duck teams that we just talked about. I don't know if you're looking at, at it this way, but to me, JR, the key for the Blues is going to be staying ahead of Minnesota. Right now, the Wild are second in points percentage in the division. They are a point behind the Blues in the points standings, which is kind of irrelevant at the moment. But to me, what the Blues need to do is handle the business against Minnesota in April. Yeah, especially going to have so many games uh, coming up uh, against them. And, you know, it's a team that you haven't seen, so you're going to have to make some adjustments. You know, Minnesota has some different players this year that the Blues will be seeing uh, for the first time. It's a different look uh, on the wild side. So how about that wild side? So they, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I'm just looking forward, like I joked about a minute ago with those uh, West Coast teams, I'm looking forward to seeing the Minnesota Wild, uh, plenty of games coming up. But, uh, you know, this isn't the Minnesota Wild team of the past couple of years, so the Blues will have to be ready. Hey, JR, one other quick thing. The Cardinals announced that they're going to have 32% capacity. And we're wondering if maybe when the playoffs start mid-May, that uh, or maybe if the Blues are playing in June, if they could get to 50% of capacity. I wonder if there's a chance of the Blues getting up to six, seven, eight, nine thousand 9,000 fans by the end of this playoff season. Yeah, they've been gone so long. I haven't had that conversation with anybody down uh, at Enterprise Center, so I'll be interested to get back uh, tomorrow for that uh, game against uh, Vegas and, and just see what they're thinking, what they're planning. They, they've increased it you know, a few uh, during the, this first uh, stretch of, of home games this year, but uh, it would be nice to get uh, more in, in the stands, six, 7,000. I think it's possible. You know, obviously we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and, and think that we're through this, but I feel like, uh, you know, with the vaccine and, and everybody you talk to, it feels the numbers are on the uh, upside here, and, and there'll be a chance to increase that attendance. It, it, it would be great. It would be something that uh, people have been looking forward to for a year now. JR, always great to hear your voice. Always great to read your work at The Athletic. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yep, sounds good, guys. That is our Blues Insider from The Athletic, the one and only Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? 
Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.